Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It started with two women. And, well, today, it's still two women. But not just any women. It's Laurie and Lynn. Who can turn the world on with a smile. Laurie and Lynn, giving Northeast Pennsylvania local talk to start your weekend right. Suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. And now, celebrating their 10th year on the air on WILK News Radio. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Love and love, no need to waste it. You can never tell why don't you take it. You're gonna make it after all. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Wonderful. How are you? I feel fine. Just got a lot of frogs in my throat. I wish they'd get out of there. Yeah. Um, But other than that, I'm feeling fine. Um, I think that the uh, weather we've had all week has been ridiculous. But um, it is what it is. Nothing we can say about it. Nothing and we can do about it. Thankfully, you and I are okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had no problems. But the damage is crazy. Yeah. A- and it is scary. The, when you hear all these... Fr- Monday night, Tuesday night, um, I was at Russell's for a meeting. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds weird, but we, we, it was a biz- uh, dinner meeting. And you should have heard everybody's alarms. It sounded like... Like a war zone. A, a war right? zone. I, Everybody's yeah. phones were, and and it was scary. It was scary. Yeah. My windows were all open in my house. Yeah, because when I left at five twenty, it was beautiful, sunny, not a you know blue sky, gorgeous. Yep. Rained all day, but then it cleared up. So I didn't pay attention to the rain forecast or the tornado warning because I was gone. But man, was that scary. It and was. then the damage that happens is just, you just, where I don't ever remember except for once all of these tornado warnings in the next, the last couple of years. I don't either. My brother actually saw something on the national news about something that was going on up here. I think he saw the aftermath of the tornado that was in Newton Ransom. And of course, they don't call it that. They say Clark Summit, Pennsylvania. So, of course... You know, he gets right on the horn there and says, what's going on? What happened? So I told him and I said, this is just really weird. And for those listening, my brother lives in Florida, so he really was quite shocked by what was happening. So I I told him, he said, this is crazy. He said, I've never seen anything like this. So yesterday when we got the warning on our phones, I forwarded it to him and he said, what is going on? This is just not right. You're not supposed to have tornadoes in the mountains. I said, I know. I said, I just can't. It's just bizarre. So anyway, the world is learning about what's going on here. But what's going on here is almost 
not even worth talking about versus what's going oh, on in the Midwest. Com- absolutely. I mean, you don't want to oh. dismiss anyone who's been a damaged property. But like I, some lady said uh, that was interviewed, she said, uh, some woman said, uh, you know, how property can be replaced and no one was hurt. And that's really the yeah. bottom line. But these um, floods and um, it's unbelievable. It's scary. It Very is. Very scary. It is. Water. It's so damaging. Yeah, so and powerful. that's the thing that we don't think about. We think if we get through the tornado, we get through the thunderstorms, we're okay. But as we're seeing, today we're recording this, it's Thursday, um, all of the flashing stuff all over the place about flash floods yeah. and the amount of rain that came down and hail and everything else. This is not fun. No. It's not just that. It's the aftermath is equally as difficult. Oh, no. So anyway, nothing we can do about the weather. So what was going on with you? You said you were at Russell's this week. Did you oh, I just a nice had a time? yeah, I had a meeting. Well, yeah, we but it was a, a business. It was a meeting. We had to discuss stuff. So that was a lot of thought in that one. Um, but we had a good weekend, a holiday weekend. Tommy, my son Tommy, is no longer. I wrote a text, a text and said, "You're no longer a Californian." Mm-hmm. So he is back on the west, co- on the east coast, baby. Mm-hmm. He, I will pick him up on Sunday uh, from um, the Philly area, and he's staying with a friend for this week, and he will be back and moving to the Big Apple. Yeah. So I'm very happy. And Sean is there, started his internship um, on a Tuesday. In Brooklyn? In Brooklyn. And? He's living in an apartment right next to Grand Central. Okay. And then he commutes, I guess it takes the train over to Brooklyn, and it's right there. So it's easy peasy. And I haven't talked to him, believe it or not. I've We've texted. Um, but talked to him Monday night before he started um, just texting back and forth but he's doing okay that's great Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's wonderful that's a good thing Um, I think it's going to be an amazing experience just the courts in Uh in Brooklyn you know what Lynn it's so weird because as I just mentioned before when I said I don't remember ever but once remembering there was going to be a tornado except for a couple year, the last couple years. Well, mm-hmm. years and years ago. So Sean was born in 1994, so he was eight years old. So it would be like 2002. Mm-hmm. And it was, the, it was the year that he and um, his dad and I, you know, permanently split. And um, it was in September. And he was eight. And he was just this little kid. He was just so sweet. And he said... Um, how did he say? Oh, there was a tornado. It talked about a tornado, and I, I that that's why I vividly remember. Well, that night he was so he was scared, although he wouldn't say anything. And he heard all the reportings, and he said to me, "Mama, do you think I could sleep with you?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Of course," because he was scared, you know. Yes. And uh, I won't tell you when he when he finally left, but um, <laughs> yes, I will. He was eleven. Okay, yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just thinking because it's the, the little kids and how they react to these things. You don't really think about it. And and to think that he's a 25-year-old, you know, and is going into a second year year of 
law school and to be living in, you know, all these places where he's been in D.C. and in Philly and in New Haven and now Nor- uh, Brooklyn New- uh-huh. and this, you know, Manhattan. Yep. It's just I just think, um, where did those years go? Yeah. Yeah. And could you see yourself having done all of what he's done? No, but no. but my mother couldn't have seen herself doing the things that I did when well, I left and true. did my thing. Because she and my right. grandmother would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you could move to a big city because when I got married, I moved to Philadelphia. And right. I never really, except for those seven months that I took the accelerated course at uh, Robert Packer Nursing. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was really home. You know, I was in Scranton. So yeah. I, you know, then to just w- go there and go right into a city and adjust and just, I loved living in the city. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. So n- I think it's all a generational experience, but we, because we're so far removed from that, we think, how do you do it? Well, you're young, yeah. A, you're adventures, you have this adventuresome yes. way yep. and you, you, it's where things are going on and where they're happening. So, and as long as you train them, right, you know, you you give them that freedom to fly, then, you know, from the nest, it's... It's, it's all good. Remember when you were talking about you know, the difference differences in the generations. <laughs> I will never forget the first time I went into Manhattan, and I went in on a bus trip with I don't even know who it was, a bunch of people, and my mother was so nervous about my being in New York. So I must have been late teens, and she called you on your cell every minute, um, right? Yeah, it's my a cell. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but she gave me all these warnings of things I had to do. I had to not look at anybody. <laughs> I, I Don't talk to strangers. Don't go on the subway. <laughs> and then the best part, though, was that I had to tuck a few $20 bills in my bra. Because oh, my God. Just in case anything happens, you'll need to get home. Oh, okay. Yeah, mad. <laughs> and the old, my father used to always say to me, make sure you have mad money. Yeah. Well, but, exactly. But it's just the funniness of how her expectations were that it was a scary and dangerous place. Yeah. And I had a anywhere had a other than where you live was to them, right? Yes. I mean, they just didn't yes. go. Think about it. Like my now some of my grandmother's brothers and sisters moved well, one, no, actually none of her sisters, but two of her brothers moved out of town, yeah. three of her brothers. Uh, but she stayed here. And then my mother's family, my mom stayed local, but all of my mother's other siblings, my uncle was in the air in the Marines, so they were all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then my aunts, both one of them married, an air, my Aunt Marie married an, um, a, my uncle who's in the Air Force, so they were all over. And my Aunt Bobby married my Uncle Lou, who they moved to New um, right out uh, to New Jersey, so they left. But like my grandmother, my mother, they were all here. They didn't go anywhere. My mother went to school at Scranton State, you know, hospital, right. so school of nursing. So she didn't, you know, they didn't go. Right. So it's weird when you see your kids just it's mm-hmm. just automatic. You just don't think about it anymore. And I don't I don't even think like you say when you said can you imagine I don't even think that because I think it's just the rite of passage it's the generation it's the things they do and they yeah. just do it. Yeah. Well, you were uh, very ambitious, adventurous when you left. Oh my god, I went, went all over Philly. and had no yeah. flu and now I hate getting on an airplane, but I remember I uh, went to California for two summers in a row, went by my well one I was with someone's neck next when I was alone and just got in a 
plane and didn't think like no fear just right across the country and yeah. went to Spain for two weeks in high school didn't have a fear in the world um, and now and I've been all over but I'm now I'm afraid I don't like to fly so it's just I guess we pick up those things I do it if I have to but I really don't like to I'd rather yes. drive yeah I'd rather get in an RV and drive <laughs> Well, there's that. <laughs> the RV fantasy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to do that? I do want to do that. Because I, every time I, there was something on um, CBS Sunday morning about RVing and people yeah. and the things people use, like vans that they turn into um, a school mm-hmm. bus, family mm-hmm. living in a school bus. Yep. and He's a financial planner and does it remotely. And she homeschools these four little kids. And yep. they they said, why should we wait till we're older and have issues when we're young? We're doing it now, which there's something to be said about that. The only thing I worry about is how do you, you, you know, when will you, will you settle down with those children to experience some of the things you do other than homeschooling your kids? Yeah. I, I don't know. Because I don't know where her home base is. And if they get to say, can we go to a prom or can we go mm-hmm. to a pep rally or a football game or something? I don't know that. So um, I know if you live somewhere, I think if you're a cyber or you're schooled, homeschooled, I think depending on where you live, I think you can use, you can do those things. Can't think, you? Yes. Like for if you say you live in Dunmore, but you home, I think you can go to those things if you wanted to. Yeah, I, I don't know how that works. I, I don't, don't either. But I just are. wonder, like, will they, are the experiencing experiences these kids are getting by being in the open, freewheeling kind of thing more going to be so much different than her, their peers growing up who have traditional home lives of experiencing all those graduations and, and, and as I said, homecomings, pep rallies, baseball, football, all those things that you, you do as a kid in high school. The clubs you join, the activities, the after-school stuff. I don't know. I think that's true no matter who you are, if you're enrolled in a cyber school or homeschooled. I think that's an issue for everybody who does that. But I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they work around it. Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone who has homeschooled a child. I kind of do, but not like real good friends. So I I don't know that. That's a lot of work, too. It is. It's a lot to take on. Yeah, but they were saying that the fact that they can, they to to experience nature, they go outside of their wherever they are parked and show these things, opposed to reading them in a book or learning about them. Oh yeah, so, I think there's great value in that. Yeah, I think that's cool. I do, but well, you're an RV fan. Too, I love it. So. I think it's great, but I yeah. would do it now. I wouldn't think I wouldn't don't think I would want to do it with young children, but now I think it'd be fun. Anyway, we are going to take a quick break. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show, and we will be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of the Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, 
Stitcher and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. Do you have a support, custody, or divorce case in Northeastern Pennsylvania? Call Barbara J. O'Hara, an attorney with 31 years of experience in divorce, custody, and support cases. You need an attorney who is experienced in family law cases, not a general practitioner. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. This may be your first divorce, but it shouldn't be your attorney's. You need experience on your side. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. At Fidelity Bank, we're here whenever and wherever you need us. As your financial partner, our goal is to provide you trusted advice and outstanding service, whether you're in line at our branches or online with your smartphone, mobile device, or computer. With convenient banking tools like our Fidelity mobile app, you can put the bank right in your pocket for safe, secure, 24-7 access anytime or anywhere. Call today, one 800 388-4380. Visit us online or stop by your local branch to Go Mobile with Fidelity Anytime Banking. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business, and the Green Ridge Chicken is still on the loose. Just so you know, as I call her, as I call her the GRC. Okay. And there was captured a rooster, which they thought was the chicken, but in Al Durunda called to tell me, my friend caught the Green Ridge chicken. And I said, come on. And he said, yeah. And I said, you're kidding. And he said, it was in between two garages or something that had to throw a net over it. And he goes, but just so you know, it wasn't a, ch- a chicken. It was a rooster. I said, it's not a rooster. I, the woman, I have a picture. It's, yeah. He it's said, a no, woman. it's a rooster. The, no, the woman who, who put the ad out said it's definitely oh, yes. a, a, a rooster, a chicken. That's right. So I said... So he, so then Meyer sees her again on Greenridge Street, the chicken, yes. after I was told it was captured. <laughs> so then I called this lady again, Marie, and she said, no, that was a rooster someone actually caught. So he was right by saying it was a rooster. Okay. And she, so I'm like, where are these animals? How are they escaping? And she said, I don't know if somebody let them, just let them loose. Mm -hmm. Because to have a rooster and a chicken now floating around, but that Greenridge chicken is still... Running well, around. I'm glad they got the rooster because he could make a. Hell of a I lot said of noise. no one's complaining about noise no. when Al told me it was a rooster. Well, yeah. anyway, he was ca- he. They got him, thank God, and they brought him to wherever uh, some farm or something. And then um, now <laughs> the the other one is still, and she's offering a two hundred dollar reward if you get the chicken. Why? Because she just so then maybe someone will really look for her and oh. help. 
with cash on the line, you know? Yeah. So, of course, when I saw it in the paper, I took a couple pictures and sent it to everyone. Said, want to make some fast cash? Find that chicken. (laughs) So, everywhere I go, I'm looking for her. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. So, keep your eye out. Eyes out for the chicken. Okay. And, you know. Well, I just wanted to talk about an update here. Which is? We all remember... Our dear friend Bernie Madoff and the mess oh. that he created in our world. He, did he die? He's in prison. Or is, still in, is he still He's in, in jail? prison. Okay. He'll be there for the rest of his life. Anyway, this is about his wife. Oh, God. Ruth. Yeah, what about her? Okay, so... Um, a $600,000 settlement between Bernie Madoff's wife... And the trustee raising money for victims of the con man was approved by a New York judge resolving a decade-old lawsuit against the former socialite. The deal, reached May 3rd, was approved Tuesday by U.S. bankruptcy judge in Manhattan. Under the agreement, Ruth Madoff will make an upfront cash payment of $250,000 to a fund for victims and transfer another $344,000 from accounts she set up for her grandchildren. Oh, God. She also agreed that all her remaining assets would be transferred to the trustee after she dies. And then the next question you think is, well, what else does she have? Well... Ruth Madoff, who's been living quietly out of the public eye since her husband began serving a 150-year prison term, (laughs) was accused in 2009 of getting $44 million in phony profit from her husband's $2 billion Ponzi scheme. She long denied the claims and has always said she didn't know about the fraud. The couple earlier agreed with federal prosecutors to forfeit their homes, financial holdings, and other property, though Ruth Madoff was allowed to keep two and a half million. The poor thing. Yeah. (laughs) That deal didn't preclude the trustee, Irving Picard, from going after the money. So that's part of where all these funds are coming from. But it's just amazing to me that they gave her two and a half million like mm-hmm. that was just a little something when you consider that she supposedly had 44 million that was her part of the deal now maybe she didn't didn't understand what he was doing and i i know from working with so many women that she she may not clueless. Have, they are clueless what's going on right all she knows is that she's got credit cards and servants and things and where it comes from, she doesn't know because that's Bernie's business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, $44 million was put into some kind of a, an account for her. Now, she may not even have known that that was there either because I'm sure he set it up in her name and clueless. But the thing that's so ironic about it is that she had to take the money from her grandchildren's that's, accounts. That's horrible. But... That was, you know, ill-gotten funds in the I first know. place. Didn't one of their children actually commit suicide yes, to one, one of, of her sons? sons? Jesus mm-hmm. God Almighty. Yes. <sighs> Greed. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad. But I just thought that was interesting. I came across that today on the financial wires, and I just thought, amazing. She got $2.5 million as a little cushion. It's not going to do anything for her. Where where does she live? She's still in Manhattan? I don't know. It doesn't say where she is. Yeah, probably. For safety But she's been laying low. 
Yeah, and well. Understandable. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's a sad thing all the way around. Everybody, there's so many people that who lost their money. They it's lost just, everything. They lost their retirement funds. I know, they lost everything. Dear God, it's really bad. So anyway, um, another thing that I thought we would chat about here is um, we talked a couple weeks ago. I did at least about something called discordant retirement. I don't know if you remember that, but I thought it was interesting that somebody had to come up with a term for it. And all it really means is that couples don't retire at the same time. One person's still working full-time and another person is part-time or fully retired. This article was about why couples shouldn't automatically retire at the same time which I think is very interesting because usually most people, when it was a traditional couple where the wife worked part-time or she worked um, not at all outside the home and the husband was the breadwinner, it was just assumed that when he retired, she would therefore retire as well. But now in our world where we have careers with both people, um, it's not as easy as it used to be to just make that assumption. So, to your point, you can picture exactly what your first day of retirement will look like. You'll pack your bags, start up your new RV, <laughs> and with your spouse, head out on a two-year tour of the great national parks. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, your spouse doesn't share your vision. Not only does he or she dislike long road trips they don't think you can afford an rv in the first place and besides they don't want to have to leave their rewarding career just because it happens to be the day you can retire you might think um, the above scenario can't happen to you but unless you've had an in-depth discussion about the exact details of your retirement transition you could be heading for some potential unneeded conflict Um, Couples who simply assume that they're thinking the same things about these issues but haven't had a complete conversation about it will most likely have very different ideas about what their retirement should look like. One reason that is that finances are not a comfortable topic for most people. Now, this is fascinating to me. According to Colin Walsh, the CEO of Vero Money, I don't know what that means, but talking about money is culturally shameful. And I would agree, that's a good way to describe it because we don't talk about money. Everybody needs it and controls it so much, but nobody talks about it. Backing this up is a survey of 3,000 adults uh, conducted by investing app Acorns, which found that 68% of people would rather talk about their weight than money. What? (laughs) Yes. Really? Are the 64% skinny? I don't know. I don't know, but that's God. just bizarre. Yeah, that's weird. Um, and so it's it's no wonder that a retirement study by Fidelity uh, found that one in three couples are not in agreement when asked to describe their expected lifestyle in retirement. Michelle Singletary, a financial columnist for the Washington Post, wrote an article called, Can Retirement Ruin Your Marriage? Her short answer is... It can, if you're not on the same page. Okay. Well, just like anything else. Yeah, but that's, remember we talked about the increase, dramatic increase in the great divorce? Yes. It's a big part of it. Mm. Big part of it. 
So anyway, they, they also then put a plug in for the rest of us that said, your trusted financial advisor is the ideal person there to talk to together as a couple. Not only can you benefit from their acquired wisdom in helping people in similar situations, but being a third party with your best interest in mind, they can help you and your spouse hear each other clearly and come to agreement on the major issues surrounding retirement. Having your expectations out in the open can help ease both your minds and ensure that your transition into retirement is free of conflict. And I say that will never happen. Uh-huh. Free of conflict? No matter what? Oh, please. There'll always be issues. There'll be the things that you said you agreed upon. It's a, a negotiated agreement. But then when the reality hits and you have to honor your deal, doesn't always work that way. Uh-huh. Like, for instance... Let's give you a a story of one of the clients that I know. Okay, they both wanted to um, go to school. They thought that would be a good thing. They both wanted to learn some new skills, so they went to the adult education courses. All right, one person decided that he was going to be... a a mechanic he wanted to learn basic mechanics so that he could repair things around the house and that he thought that was a great idea his wife agreed thought that was really wonderful she decided that she wanted to learn um french cuisine so she went and took the courses in french cuisine but as it evolved it turned out that he wanted space to do all of his work he needed a workshop and there was no space. So then he said, well, we could buy a shed and I could use the shed as my workplace. Well, she didn't think that was a good idea because she didn't think they had the money to afford to do that. So what I'm saying is they agreed up front that this is what they were going to do, but it kind of morphed into other things. And then they were on two different paths. So. I mean, it, it was it worked out, but I'm just saying that it's never free of conflict. The conflict will always be there as long as you're two people with a lot of time on your but hands. But a shed? Yeah. Come on. I know. If they're taking I'm, courses and they're I'm doing it, you saying, can't afford a shed? That's what I... Oh, well, it's not just the shed. See, because the shed then had to have electric in there so that he could use his yeah, tools. I know. Well, she's got to loosen up. I'm well. with the guy. I'm on his side. <laughs> Loosen up, lady. <laughs> well, yeah, loosen up is right. Give what, I mean, is that too much to, to want for a man to I, be in I a don't shed? Think so. I would say build a museum for himself if he stays out there. That's there even you go. Better. That's there the you reason. Go. And ultimately, <laughs> that, that is what she came up with. There she you realized, go. oh, maybe I can get him out of the house. So she said, okay. So it was okay. kind of like a garage thing. I got that. Oh, big. I like it. Good, good. I'm glad he got it. And it was fine. It worked out really well. And then they'll be nicer because they have their own space. Anyways. All right. Well, we're ending this um, session. (laughs) I'm actually cutting out a little bit early. Lynn will be up next with our guest expert from ERA, One Source Realty, Leah Jenakopoulos, who is the Director of Business Development. And they'll be talking a little bit about millennials and uh, what is it? Hot Hot market. Yeah. A very hot market. Yeah. Here we go. Get your, and she said, please give us some things to sell. There you go. Okay. She's, yeah, she's, that's what she told you when you met with her about what you were going to go over. Yeah. She said, please, please, let's get somebody to sell.
Yeah, she's going to say that. All right. Well, we will see you. I'll see you next week. And uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News with Webster and Nancy. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399-357-8399 or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole Denova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. Here's Lori and Lynn. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm designed specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And uh, my partner here in crime, Laurie Cadden, had to step out. So I am here today with our guest expert, Leah Genacopoulos from ERA One Real Estate. And welcome, Leah. Hi. How's everyone Hi. Good. Um, let's see what we can talk about today because there's so many things going on in the real estate market. It is flying off the shelves faster than you can get inventory. And I remember that you said something at least a couple months back, maybe five, six months ago, of how desperately you needed people to sign up and say, hey, sell my property <laughs> because you had more buyers than sellers. Is that it the is case? true. Yeah. And so true. how long does how long does something stay on the market? 
Well, no lie. Um, I actually, one of our agents that work here, he works out of our Pexel office. We just had a conversation, and I had a house that went pending in two hours last Monday with eight showings, put it on the market at three. Someone called for a showing at five. And then they honestly went back to back all night, and I had an offer in writing that night within me putting wow. it on. It was crazy. And same thing just happened to another one of our agents. Like I said, we were talking about it this afternoon. He put a house on. He has a waiting list in case this falls through of people that wanted this house. And he literally had it on, showed, and an offer agreed and everything within six hours. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's no joke. It's been crazy out there. And I mean... I can't complain. And, you know, I was asking, obviously, my broker, Sunita, and she said, she goes, I don't ever remember it ever being this crazy. I mean, and we'll all take it. And, you know, it's so funny because you'll call a realtor like I did, and I had requested to show a few of the homes. And as soon as I made the request and everything, they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we have a few showings on it. By that night or that morning, they're like, sorry, we have to cancel your showing. We've already accepted an offer. And that's been kind of a trend lately across the board everywhere and we're all kind of an acceptance of it you know I actually had to cancel a showing on one of my listings um, that we had accepted an offer on and you know the realtor said to me he goes I get it he goes it's like crazy right now he's like you can't even get upset he's like because everyone has to understand what's going on and I, I said I said I've never seen anything like this in my six years of real estate and I'm not complaining but it's been great just like also a couple weeks ago I took people to see a few houses in the John Moore area and uh-huh. you know the agent said within an hour of me booking that apartment appointment she said just so you know I already have two offers on the table so wow. I, we're not joking when we say we really need your house if you're thinking of selling <laughs> now is an opportune time <laughs> we really need your house <laughs> and we well, really want it you with us let, let me ask you a question about what kinds of houses are selling because I live in a townhome uh, development, and there are lots of for sale signs floating around, but I've, I wouldn't say it's been that quickly that it's been going, but it is going when faster than I remember it. So instead of it sitting on the market for six months, it's now maybe a month and a half. And I'm just well, wondering, when you say how crazy this is, are these single-family homes? Are these starter homes? Or are these homes that have four and five bedrooms? No, more so single-family homes that are just flying off the market, going, 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 um, predominantly in the Abington School District, Dunmore School District. They're, like, going as soon as they're going on, which, you know, is great, but it's crazy. What about the Poconos? The Poconos are going just as fast. I, I, the reason I'm privy to the whole Abington School District in Dunmore is just because I had several listings there myself. And actually the mm-hmm. Valley View School District, that all went crazy. But um, I actually have a listing coming up. And um, the buyer even said, he goes, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't find a house. But they're, they've outgrown their house. And so they're ready, getting it ready to put on the market. And he goes, what are we going to do? And I said, I don't know. I said, I guess we'll worry about that when I get your household. <laughs> But it is. It's crazy. So, but isn't that the point, though? That people are are buying their houses so fast that they can't actually find a home themselves. So they have no place to go. 
So what yeah, do I mean, do, we're right? finding everything. You know, the the thing of it is, is um, a lot of people that are upgrading or, you know, getting ready, like that this was their starter family home. That's in that sweet price range that really appeals to our area, that like high 100, mid 200s, especially in the Abington mm-hmm. School District or, you know, in Dunmore or wherever it may be. That's what really appeals to our area. So those are really going quickly because, of course, you know, now they're ready to settle in and buy another home and upgrade a little bit. But, you know, it's it's a lot of the price ranges that are going and moving quickly. It's not just, you know, the ones and twos. It's, there, we had a few over in the sixes and the sevens that were just as fast. Not six uh-huh. hours, but three days, four days. Well, I saw a section of the uh, real estate listings over the weekend that were specialized in properties that were over half a million dollars. I couldn't believe that there were that many in our area, first of all, that there were that many to pick from. But secondly, that so many people are actually just look out there looking for that. You know, I mean, I can't, I, I don't know, everybody always says, where do these people work? Who has the kind of money that would be able to buy properties like that? Or is that just the fact that these are people coming into our area? They've sold it's, properties. It's a little bit in of both. The, yeah? Yeah. It's a little bit of both. The nice thing about us now, too, is that we're becoming such a big hospital town, you know, with UPMC coming in and um, the few of the other hospitals. You know, we do have a lot of doctors coming into the area that are signing up to work here, do the residencies and their fellowships or whatever, and a lot of professionals that are coming to town to work at the hospital. That is the other thing, too. You know, there's not just doctors and physicians that are coming in, but we have, you know, charge nurses, head nurses, the head of the nursing staff, the CFO, the CEO, you know, and a lot of these big Mm -hmm. companies, you know, they're relocating them up here, so we're getting those people that, you know, want those houses, which is really nice as well. And how do people from out of town find you? What they do is a lot of people, we, we have a really good uh, marketing and advertising presence. Actually, we had someone that called the other day, and I, I just always like to ask sometimes when people call just randomly in and ask, I always like to say, you know, how'd you find us? And they're like, oh, you're, you're signed at the airport, actually, or your billboard, or you're, you're popping up on our leads and um on social media or you're doing this, you're doing that. And, you know, we just see, and you know, your number just sticks with us. And, you know, that's good to hear because people are always seeing us, whether it's on our social media presence, our marketing and the paper, whether it's an article that maybe George wrote, Sunita wrote, someone has done, everyone's finding us through our marketing initiatives, which is a really good way. And our, we really do take pride in our marketing, especially when you're marketing and advertising a house with us. We have um, a program called Distinctive Properties, and actually we were just featured in the Scranton Times last week on it, and we are one Mm -hmm. of the largest um, real estate producers that do produce the most distinctive homes, which is nice, and back with a few other companies as well in the area, but, you know, they highlighted us in the paper. And we do have special marketing too, which is really nice. And um, we, we like to do is have the agents and through ERA, which is another great tool. And another great thing that ERA does is we have this 
um, learning center that you can go just because they want you to be familiar with, you know, people that are spending the extra money. And, you know, there's other um, warranty programs out there for them, how to market their houses, how to get these people to have their houses shown. So that's really nice. And what our agents do, they get a banner on their name on their website that says that I am a distinctive properties agent, which is really nice as well. And actually, ERA makes you update that every year. So you're staying up to date um, and they send you marketing for your um, clients and everything, which I think is nice because it adds a nice touch and it kind of gives you that personal touch with your client as well. We have beautiful signs for the yard. Um, They're not just our regular for sale signs or these nice white signs. So they really do put a nice touch on them too. And our marketing for the distinctive properties line is really done well as well. That sounds great. I like all that. You and I were talking just before we started this about an article that I mentioned that was in, I think it was a a national feed that came from one of the big uh, cities, actually it was, that said that the millennials are at a point where they cannot afford the housing because it's being bid up so fast. So that they had the the resources to be able to put the money down on a mortgage uh, and a property and they could package it together. But they were finding that once they found the home, they were going so fast, they couldn't keep up with the bidding wars that were going on for them to get that first house. Are you seeing any of that in our area? Um, Not so much our area, but I mean, it's definitely a real thing because, you know, these people that are able to come in and maybe that are looking at these two, $300,000 houses or any house for that matter, you know, they, they don't, they might not carry the debt that this newer millennial is, which, you know, on average, I think somewhere I read, and I don't quote me a hundred percent on this, but I want to say the average millennial is carrying around anywhere between 85 to a hundred thousand dollars in college loan debt. Yep. So that's, that's right a median. There, you know, mm-hmm. Right. That's crazy. And, you know, that has to be, that's like a car payment. That's like a mortgage payment. So then it how, is. you know, that's the problem. And then, you know, these houses are going into bidding war. So it might be putting them out of their price range, which is, you know, it's sad, but it, it's the way the market's going. So, but that's, well, that's a whole other conversation. I, I know that there's a, there are several mortgage companies and I don't think they're necessarily within the banks. Now that I may be wrong on that because I, that may be true, but I don't know about it. But there are several mortgage companies that are separate from the banks that are offering uh, mortgages to physicians who are just coming out of their residencies and still have tons of debt, but they're giving them special deals to try to get them into a house. Uh, are you familiar with anything like that in our area? I just heard about a few of them, but I don't have a bunch of information on it yet as far as which banks or who in our area is offering it. Okay. All right. Well, I just thought it might be nice to throw it out there. But anyway, the market's hot <laughs> and ERA's got the hot properties. So. <laughs> we do have the hot properties. That's so yes. true. We were in the paper last week, and if you follow us on social media, we had our um, ad up about all of the distinctive properties we have sold or currently under contract or just listed. So we actually took up a full two-page ad, which was pretty nice. We had a really big presence in the paper. So I did see that. That was really impressive. Yes. Very much so. So tell everybody how they can get it. Tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Absolutely. For all of our needs at ERA, you can reach us at 570-587-9999 
We're headquartered in Clark Summit, but we do have six offices throughout Northeastern Pennsylvania, over 10 plus counties. And our website is www.era1.com. Or if you need to reach me personally, it's 570-947-9250. Okay. And as Laurie would say, uh, thanks for listening and be safe and be nice. We'll see you next right. week. Bye. Thanks, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.